0: From 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design construction and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK, the three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days, very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. We know that running a small firm is tough, and ending the year with a profit may be even tougher. That's why we created Profit for Small Firm Architects. It's a three-module digital course, and it's available to you for free right now by visiting entrearchitect.com slash free course. This is Entree Architect Podcast, episode 110. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlepage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect, just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. We are always selling. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do or where you're from. Every day, all day, we're selling. I shared last week here at the podcast of five steps to successful sales at entrearchitect.com slash episode 109. And all month long here at at Entre Architect, we are focusing our efforts on the theme of sales and business development. And every day, all day, we're trying to convince others to do the things that we want them to do. And part of successful sales is negotiation. When somebody wants one thing and we want something else, how do we successfully convince them to go our way? How do we find a solution that works for everybody? You know, negotiation doesn't always come easy to us small firm architects. We're lovers, not fighters. We just, we just want to create our beautiful art and, and live a happy, stress-free life, right? Well, the truth is, we don't really need to fight. Like much in business, there are rules to negotiation. Learn the rules... And you'll be more successful. Well, this week at Entree Architect Podcast, I will share how to negotiate as a small firm architect. This episode of the Entree Architect Podcast is sponsored by FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. Learn more at freshbooks.com architect. So this negotiation thing, this this is not something that comes naturally to most of us small firm architects, but negotiation is part of our culture. You know, it's part of everything we do, everything we, every, everywhere we go, everybody we talk to. Um, it's not always contentious, but very often it's, you know, you want one thing, somebody wants something else. So negotiation is part of, of our society and understanding that will make it easier and uh, you'll become better at it by understanding that it, that it is part of everyday life. Um, we do it all the time, all day long. We do it with our families, uh, with our kids and our spouse, right? I mean, very often we want one thing and our kids want something else. No doubt about that. Very often our spouses want one thing and we want something else. Our partners in business, you know, very often they want something, we want something else. Our design team, you know, the people that we work with on every project, our staffs, you know, our staff. You know, the, the, on projects, maybe, uh, maybe during salary time, we, you know, we want one thing and they want something else. Uh, maybe it's your boss, you know, maybe you're listening and, and uh, you're not an owner of a firm and, and it's your boss. And, and even if it, even if you are an owner of a firm, you know, maybe it's your boss, whoever that boss may be. Um, contractors every day, right? Every day we're working on a project and a contractor wants to do one thing and we want to do something else. Um, and certainly with our clients. Clients want to pay one thing and they want to, you know, we want to pay something, they want them to pay something else. And, uh, even more so with our designs all throughout the project, we want one thing and they very much want something else. So, um, negotiation is part of everything we do everywhere we go. We, we even negotiate with ourselves, you know, constantly I'm in my head. Should I eat this? Should I wear this? Should I pay this? Should I charge this? Should I charge that? Constantly in my mind, it's a negotiation. So recognizing that negotiation is part of living, it's part of life, it's part of being a human being, um, is the first step towards getting better at it. Uh, learn the steps, follow the rules, and and we'll get good at it. You know, it, we even want to teach the people around us how to be good at it. So once we get good at it, we should be teaching our kids how to be better at it, our spouse how to get better at it, our clients how to get better at it, our our staff how to, how how do they get better at negotiation because if if you know how to negotiate well um, life is better you know we can find a way to find what works for everyone so it's good to negotiate it's good to get good at negotiating and it's good to teach others how to negotiate so today i'm going to share what I know about negotiation. I have five rules for negotiation for small firm architects and I wanna share them here with you. Um, the first rule that I've learned over the years is to stop and listen. So the first rule is listen. You, know, you don't wanna show your hand right off the bat. You wanna listen first. You wanna gather as much information as you can and understand what the other side wants. What are their goals? Uh, wh- what do they have to lose? What do they want to win? How much do they understand about what you're negotiating about? how much what is the knowledge they have uh, compared to how much knowledge you have about the the item or the, the topic or the service that you're negotiating about? Um, how much do they want to spend? you know if you' if you're negotiating about money, the best thing to do is to learn how much they are willing to pay. Um, the best negotiators start by listening. And gathering all the critical information that you need in order to uh proceed with the negotiation, you know often with clients and contractors or staff or bosses, they won't tell you what you need to know and but in order to successfully negotiate, you need to know what they know, and so you, you can you can often tell them that you can't give them what they want without you knowing what they require, so they need to sort of give you the information that you need in order to start this conversation. So it's very important to listen. Um, and you may know exactly what you want the outcome to be. You, you, you sit down at the table or, or in the meeting and you know exactly how you want this to end. But it is critical. It is crucial that you don't share that right up front. You want to ask questions and stay quiet and listen. Listen and learn everything you can before you start. So the first step, the first rule of negotiation is to listen. The second rule, after you've listened and you've gathered all this information, understand that there's a process. So number two is follow a process. Um, You don't want to just wing it. You don't want to just get in there and have a conversation and just try to, you know, convince your side, uh, you know, convince the person that you're speaking with that you're right. You don't want to just have an argument. You don't want to just have a conversation. There's a process to negotiation and successful negotiation follows that process. So there's essentially three steps. If you break it down into its simplest forms, it's the most basic elements of a negotiation it's three steps the first step is to gather opening positions to 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 understand what the what the other person wants and understand what you want what are your opening positions that's the first step the second step is to ask for more information so to gather information to ask the questions that you need to ask in order to get more of the information that you need to to continue that conversation and then the third step is to reach a compromise is to find a solution that works for everybody. And it's it's just that simple. That is the process of negotiation. If you break it down into its basic elements, it's gather opposing, uh, opening positions, not opposing, but all the positions. So know your position and know the, the other party's position. Ask for more information and then have that conversation and negotiate and reach a compromise. So step three is reach a compromise. But you need to understand that process before you even enter that negotiation. You want to understand that you need to follow these steps in order to get to where you want to go. You want to learn what the other wants. You want to gather information. You want to find a solution that works for both of you. And it may not be that quick. It may not be that simple, or it is that simple, but it may not be that quick. It may it may take time. But the process is simple. So the second rule of negotiation is to follow that process. So the first one is to listen, and the second one is to follow the process. Know there's a process, understand what that process is, and follow that process. The third rule in negotiation is that it's not us versus them. It's not an argument. It's not a fight. It's not a battle. It's not us versus them. That's the third rule. We're not trying to crush the opposition. We're not... We're we're trying to find the best solution for everybody, for you and for them. Um, it's not a, 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 a win-lose battle. It's what's best for us and them. Building trust and showing integrity is what this is about. You will win when people trust you. They will give more when they trust you. When you have integrity, Um, people will trust you and they will give you more. So coming to the table with the mentality and the idea and the rule that it's not us versus them, it's we. We are finding a solution to go forward. Trust breeds trust. So you need to trust them and they will trust you. And if you don't trust them, they won't trust you. And so building that trust and showing the integrity negotiation is part of human interaction. Uh, and in business, as in life, we, we don't want to be followed by a path of destruction, uh, where every time we've negotiated, we crush the opposition and leave them lying in the streets to die behind us. That's not the life you want to live. That's not the way you want to proceed. Um, so most often we will need to, to continue to work with these people that we are negotiating So you have to keep that in mind when you're negotiating. It's very rare that you sit down to a negotiation where when you're done, you're never going to see this person again. So if it is us versus them, and the idea of this negotiation is to crush your opponent and leave them dying in the street, you know, that's not going to work out so well if you're negotiating with your spouse or your kids, or your team members, or your clients, or your friends, or your contractors. You're going to have to work with these people. And so it's not us versus them. It's, it's a win-win that we're looking for. It's a we mentality. It is a team mentality. It's a, it's, we're trying to find a solution that works best not only for them, but for us. Um, and of course, you want to get as much as you can for you. You want to understand what your positions are and what you are willing to give and what you are not willing to give. You need to understand that upfront. Um, that's that's knowing the you know that's the the step one in 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 uh, understanding that there's a um, that there's a process gathering uh, opening positions. Know your position. So you need to know what you're willing to give and what you're not willing to give. But this is not a battle. This is not uh, you know, kill everybody in this in this negotiation and leave the victor. It, it you're looking for a solution uh, that works for everybody. Everybody wants to feel as they've been they've been heard and that they've been understood, and that you have found the best solution for what you're negotiating about. And so, st- the rule number three in how to negotiate. Is to have to understand this rule number three is it's not us versus them it's not us versus them okay so number one is listen number two is follow a process and number three is it's not us versus them number four the fourth rule and how to negotiate is to listen more listen more often during a heated debate and, and, uh, you know, it, the exchanges may get, get contentious. You know, people might get steamed up. Uh, people might start yelling people might get, get angry. And at that time, if it's getting to that point where you can't find the solution and without arguing and without being angry, um, it's time to stop. It's time to stop and listen again, understand the real issues here understand what's really being negotiated. Because often when people get into a negotiation, they'll lock in just because they want to win, just because they don't want to give in. How often, for those of you with kids, how often have you spoken to your teenage son or daughter and they have just locked in with this is what they want or you have locked in with this is the way it's going to be. And truthfully, it doesn't need to be that. And your child also knows that they don't need to, to do that, but they've already done that. They're already committed to locking in. So you need to stop and listen more. You need to ask more questions. You need to learn more about the real issues behind the negotiation and understand whether you're dealing with an impasse or a deadlock. An impasse is is when when more can be done in this. When it's getting heated and people are getting uh, upset in this negotiation, but there's, there's clearly a solution. We just need to get there. That's what an impasse is. There's more that can be done, but we haven't gotten there yet. And a solution can be found, but the conversation has stalled. Okay, you've gotten to the point where you can't have that conversation anymore, but there is certainly a solution. Or it's degraded to the point where the real conversation can't be had. That's when you need to stop and listen more. Uh, Ask each party, you know, when you get to that point, you need to stop and listen more and ask, have a conversation, cool down, maybe even take a break, come back another day or another time and sit down and ask more questions. Listen more and ask what part, what, what, what is each party willing to give? You need to know how much you're willing to give and they need to know how much they're willing to give. That's how you get past an impasse when there's a solution to be had, but the conversation can't be continued. It's an impasse, a deadlock is when it's over. you've completely failed to reach a compromise, and there's no more that can be done and it's a deadlock. you know you have hit your limit on what you're willing to give, they have hit their limit on what you were willing they were willing to give and in this situation, there's only two options: you either need to walk away and there will be no negotiation, there'll be no solution. Or you need to find a third party to help you mediate that negotiation. Somebody who can kind of come in with a different perspective and help you get past the deadlock. So rule number four in negotiation as a small firm architect is to listen more. When you get to the point where things aren't going the way you want them to go or that you found your your position where it's, it's not proceeding, you're not gaining ground on where you want to be, um, it's time to... Uh, to listen more. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to FreshBooks for their support as a platform sponsor of Entree Architect, because as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and support for our overall mission here at Entre Architect. They recognize the need for small firms like us to build better businesses in order to be better architects. FreshBooks is the easy to use accounting software designed to help us small firm owners get organized, save time and get paid faster. It takes care of invoicing, expense tracking, estimating, reporting, and it all happens out on the cloud. So you have access to your information from anywhere that you have access to the internet. And I use FreshBooks for my own small firm, 5Cat Studio. And my favorite feature of the FreshBooks software is sending my invoices by email and allowing my clients to pay by credit card. When FreshBooks says that you'll get paid faster, they're not kidding. With the convenience of clicking a button and paying by credit card, many of my clients pay now as soon as they receive their invoice. And for those clients who don't pay right away, FreshBooks automatically sends them a reminder of the balance due at an interval that I set. So once I send an invoice, I can go back to being an architect and I don't need to chase down any of my clients. And Tim Lee of FreshBooks will show you how easy it is to send invoices by email on our exclusive video series Tim and I produced exclusively for the Entree Architects community. Check out this free video series at EntreArchitects.com slash FreshBooks Video. There's no catch. There's no email. It's completely free. Just go to entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks Video and you will get the videos right away. There's three of them. Shows you everything you need to know about getting started. And then go to freshbooks.com slash architect freshbooks.com slash architect and sign up for your free 30-day trial and give it a try. It's free. I suggest you just send one invoice and see what happens. That's how I got started. Just send one invoice to one client and see how it works. And when I did that and I got paid much faster than usual, I signed up for the rest of it and I set up my whole, my whole account in FreshBooks. FreshBooks.com architect for your free 30-day trial. And be sure to enter Entree Architect into how did you hear about us section. So we're working here on our five rules of negotiation for small firm architects. And we've been through the first three. The first one is listen. And we need to, to understand and and uh, gather information in that first phase. Kind of understand where the other party is. Get as much information as you can before you show your hand. Don't show your hand uh, up front. And, and understand w- what the other position is uh, before proceeding with the negotiation. The second step the second rule is to follow the process understand there's a process gather the uh, opening positions ask for more information and then reach the compromise that's the steps uh so number 2 is to follow the process and number 3 is it's not us versus them this is not this is not a battle this is not um something that you're you're going to walk off the field in triumph and leave the uh the opposing team crushed this is, we're looking for a win-win here. We're looking for a solution that works best for everybody. They get what they need and we get what we need. That's how uh, it should work in a, a successful negotiation. And number four, we've talked about just before the break here, listen more. Once you get to a certain point where where you need to gather information, sometimes that you need to stop and you need to listen more. You need to get past... The, the barriers that are that have developed because sometimes in a really tough negotiation, a really strict negotiation, sometimes other, other, um, other personalities and other layers of stuff gets piled on top of the real decisions, the real uh, issues that you're, you're negotiating. And so sometimes you need to step back, you need to stop, take a break, and then come back and listen more, listen more. So those are the first four rules. This, the fifth rule, and this is sort of a, a tip, the first, the fifth rule in in uh, negotiation, how to negotiate, and we're, and this is more about money than about sort of negotiating uh, uh, a service or or uh, or uh, something with your kids or your or your 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 spouse. This is about money. So when you're negotiating about money, um, you don't want to use uh, round numbers. You want to use exact numbers. Don't use numbers with zeros. Don't round up or round down. You want to offer an exact number or a number that looks like you took the time to calculate it as an exact number. It works better in negotiation. If you're negotiating and you ask for $4,965, that's going to work better than negotiating for $5,000 because $5,000 is a a round, rough number. It looks like You've just shot it in the dark and you don't really know. But when you're working with specific numbers or numbers that look specific, 4,965, it looks like you've done the math. It looks like you know what you're talking about. You look like, it looks like you know what your service should cost and you're proposing that specific number. It makes you look more prepared and more qualified than to use the round number of $5,000. It shows you shows that you know what you're doing and you know what it costs to do what you do. So number, number five, the fifth rule of negotiation as a small firm architect is don't use round numbers. When you're negotiating, use real numbers, use real numbers. Um, Number six and the final rule, these are six rules. Uh, The final rule, and this is probably the most important one. And you've heard me talk about this before about talking about in, in other subjects. Number, number six, the sixth rule is be willing to walk away. That is the most important rule in any negotiation is be willing to walk away. Know what your limit is. Know when you hit that limit and be willing to walk away. You, you've often heard me say you make more money on the projects from which you walk away. You've heard me say that. If you're a longtime follower of Entree Architect, you've, you've seen it in the blog. You've heard it here on the podcast. It's, it's a rule I live by as an architect. You make more money sometimes on the projects from which you walk away. There are problem clients. There are problem projects. Um, sometimes with pros- prospects, the, the fact that someone wants to negotiate, that itself might be a red flag might be a sign that for many, you know, there might be many, many, many more negotiations ahead in that project. If somebody sits down and says, okay, I don't want to pay that, you know, let's negotiate, that might be a red flag that they're they're going to negotiate about everything. And that becomes a problem. That becomes, as an architect, everything becomes negotiable. The price becomes negotiable. Your service becomes negotiable. Your scope of work becomes negotiable. Construction administration becomes negotiable. All these things become negotiable because for some, and I've experienced this so many times here in Westchester County, in New York, for some, negotiation is a sport. It's a sport that they've become accustomed to playing. Maybe with with people who work with money all the time and negotiation is part of their, their everyday existence in the profession that they have. It becomes a sport and they love doing it and they become very 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 skilled at it and they want to play that game and they want to win there that's the temp that's the mentality that they are going to crush you and their goal by winning is to is to win and sometimes that negotiation right up front when somebody wants to negotiate maybe and it's not always but maybe a red flag and so this is not a recipe for a successful architecture project when you're dealing with somebody like this. Our best projects at 5Cat Studio, our small firm, our best projects are always the projects where our, pro- where our clients are willing to trust us. Our, our clients have demonst- uh, recognized that we've demonstrated our skills and our, and our talents and we've earned their trust. And they're willing to pay us what we charge in order for them to acquire the talents that we have to share. That's the people that you wanna work with. Early in our careers, you may make many mistakes in selecting your clients. This is a rule, This is a t- and this isn't about negotiation, this is about being a small firm architect. Very often, early on, and many of you are there right now listening to this, you'll learn many mistakes throughout your early career about clients and selecting those clients you you may have picked somebody as a client and you know they're not they're not the right ones and you you felt those red flags and you pushed through them you felt those feelings about the client about the project and you said well i want the project it doesn't matter i'm going to go forward learn the lesson about picking your clients selecting the best clients that you can you'll make more money you'll be a better architect you'll have better projects and you want to keep a list. You want to keep a list. You want to track your successes and your failures. Every time you finish a project, was this a good client or was this a bad client? Was this somebody that I would love to work with again? Or is this somebody I want to avoid? Learn what makes a good client and be willing to walk away when the red flags fly. That's the, that's the final rule. Number six is be willing to walk away. Track the good clients, track the bad clients, Understand what makes a good client and what makes a bad client? That Will give you the confidence to walk away That confidence will always give you the advantage in any negotiation That is why it's the most important thing to know when you can walk away and That you're willing to walk away Because that confidence will always give you the advantage in any negotiation no matter who you're negotiating with, if they know that you are willing to walk away, you have the upper hand. When the other side recognizes that you are willing to walk away, no matter how good that project may be, you have the upper hand. And they will want you more than you want them. There will always be another once-in-a-lifetime project. I've been there. I've done that look at this project. I get this, this, this once in a lifetime quote unquote project. It'll never come again. This is the best project. This is going to take my firm to the next level. And I go blind. And all I see is that project. As entrepreneur architects, you are building successful businesses. You are learning the skills that you need to attract the clients that you want. If you want more of those once in a lifetime projects, Be willing to walk away from one of those once in a lifetime projects when the red flags fly, when you know that this is a client that I don't want to work with, that this is a project that is not going to work, that this is a situation which I do not want to be in for the next year and a half, two years of my life. Be willing to walk away. Your willingness to walk away from the projects that don't fit your target market or don't fit the description of your best clients will lead you to better projects and better clients so the 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 final rule in negotiation and the most important is to be willing to walk away So that's it those are my six rules for negotiation as a small firm architect as anybody the first rule is to listen the second rule is to follow the process gather information uh gather the positions ask for more information and reach a compromise that's the second second rule: is to follow that process. It's not us versus them. We're looking for a win-win. We're looking for the solution that works best for everybody. Number four is to listen more. Sometimes you need to stop, you need to take your breath, you need to let the other party cool down and and you know get past that lock-in. So sometimes you need to stop and listen more. Don't use round numbers. That's just a tip. It works best when you're working with real numbers or numbers that look like real numbers and be willing to walk away is by far the most important rule of any negotiation when that, when the person you're negotiating with knows and recognizes that this is something that you're willing to walk away, that it's not so important that you will do anything for it. If, if you show that card, you will lose every negotiation. So you need to be willing to walk away or at least, at least, Appear to be willing to walk away. So, the final rule is to be willing to walk away. And remember, when those red flags fly, recognize those red flags. Recognize that there will be another once in a lifetime project. Don't be afraid to walk away. It will give you so much confidence in every negotiation from that point forward when you are willing to walk away. Complete show notes and a direct link to download this episode will be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 10. And I want to know what your favorite, your best rules, your tips, your techniques. Share what you know about negotiation at the show notes at entrearchitect.com slash episode 110. Share what you know. And don't forget to pick up your access to our free three-module digital course, Profit. For small firm architects, just head over to entrearchitects.com slash free course, pick it up right now. My name is Mark Arlepage, and I am an entrepreneur architect, and I encourage you to share what you know. I thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.